Hello again. Welcome to Talking Real Money, the daily version. Reality I'm John Radio McDonald. Really great and this is the last daily show real for the money. week because I'm getting ready to head out to Seattle for Retire Meet 2019. However, tomorrow and the next day, I will post the weekend hours for uh, for your enjoyment. That'll give you a podcast every day. Next week, you might have one day without one. Maybe depends on how things fall uh, how, th- how things fall into place. But you you'll have a lot to listen to. And remember, you can call in your questions anytime to eight five five nine three five talk eight five five nine three five eight two five five. It's really easy. You just call that number eight five five nine three five talk. You leave your complete question on the digital service. It's really not a recording. It's just some digital thing somewhere. They send it to me. I put it in the podcast and answer the question. Easy. You can also visit us at talkingrealmoney.com. Send in your questions that way. And also at talkingrealmoney.com. Tons of educational resources. Uh, some links to help you find the right kind of investment advisor, advisor interview forms, uh, the uh, advocaps, trying to help financial advisors be more honest. And if you want to talk with one of Vestry's 100% fiduciary advisors who don't sell anything and who will not pressure you to become a client, who will actually help you out, they won't run your portfolio for free, but they will help you out. Uh, just go to the website and set up an appointment right there on the website to meet with an advisor. And again, no obligation, no cost. It's a one-time kind of thing, just for education. And just for education was supposed to be the theme of my experience recently. Uh, I, I received a mailer from a company I and I don't have the mail here but mailer here but I believe it was a company called Retirement 529. Oh wait, I can find their re, their uh, website. And I'm not really sure what that company is. Is it 529 or is it 526 or Retirement 526? I don't remember, but that doesn't matter. It's some company that helps guys who sell financial products get prospects and i was invited to a free steak dinner yes i was how nice of them to invite me to a free steak dinner to teach me about taxes in retirement i thought what a wonderful opportunity to learn something new okay i i I lied i didn't really think that I thought, what an what a wonderful opportunity to figure out what these guys are pitching. And I didn't know what the pitch was. Turns out that it was for a uh, a company called Oxford Advisory. They have offices in the southeast, and of course, you can't get your dinner until you get your pitch. So it's food after pitch and the pitch. Oh my gosh. Um, I must share it with you. I, I just must. He started out by asking what kind of questions we all had. Uh, and people's uh, medical care, long-term care, uh, social security, required minimum distributions, et cetera, et cetera. He said, let's start with social security. 
And he said, how many of you have gone to your social security page online? Yeah, people raise their hands. So you can, you, you, you get, they show you three different amounts, 62, 66 and something and 70. And, uh, you can pick when you're going to retire, but he said, that's not all there is to it. There are secrets, secrets of which you are unaware. And I'm thinking, what? Secrets. I'm not aware of any secrets. He said, no, there are 900 different strategies to improve your Social Security payments. Well, 900 different ways and five strategies to improve your Social Security payment. But if you go to the Social Security Administration office, they can't tell you because it's a secret. But if you know this secret... You can make another hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollars more over your lifetime. And I said, "Wait, there's just those three. There's <laughs> just those three payment deals. Well, you can take it different years, but so what? You you're not going to get any more than that payment at seventy. Uh, and he, uh, uh, I mean, you can you, you know the longer you wait, the more you get. But there's no." Sp- special strategy to get another $150,000 to $300,000 other than waiting. So I asked, what is this amazing strategy? And he goes, I don't have time to tell you that. He goes, "Uh, uh, we'll take your information. We plug it into a thing. You have to check a box on the form for the meeting that you want the Social Security maximization report. Then, after that, he went on to... um, state that the the average tax on social security was like eight thousand a year which i'm sorry i calculated it all kinds of ways and unless you're in a ridiculously high bracket i don't see how you could ever get to eight thousand dollar tax on social security because remember only a portion of your social security is taxable up to 85 percent but even then nobody gets that much from social security to get i mean maybe if you're in a high bracket you could get there but Anyway, that that's not the worst thing he said. The next thing he said was that Social Security, that income taxes on your Social Security are optional. Optional. And then he put up some goofy numbers that I didn't have time to calculate because he was moving along so quickly. And he goes, wouldn't you love to have an extra $240,000 in your pocket? What could you do with that? And I'm thinking, what? How are you going to get out of taxes? And how is it an extra $240,000? But all you have to do, check the box. They'll tell you how that works, too. Then he went on to required minimum distributions, calling them a ticking time bomb on your retirement. That's a direct quote. He said, yeah, with those required minimum distributions, you're going to run out of money. As if every required minimum distribution you merely spent. You don't have to spend it. You do have to pay taxes on it. And he acted like that was some sort of usury on the part of the government. He goes, you, you, you shouldn't have to pay taxes on this required minimum distribution. And I'm thinking, well, wait, you got a tax deduction when you put it in and you got tax deferred growth. So eventually you're going to pay it back. It's like a loan. But according to this young man, and he's supposed to be some incredible expert, but he was like, he was like 30 years old. I know I'm an old guy now. He said, quote, you don't have to take 
your RMD. You don't have to take it. Well, yeah, I guess you don't have to take it, but if you don't take it, then you're evading taxes, and that's a crime. But they have a special RMD report. All you had to do was check the box on the form to get their RMD report. But wait, there's more. Dude's <laughs> uh, talking about long-term care. And uh, he asked the guy, well, how much do you pay for your long-term care insurance? And it was like $5,000. He goes, well, that's just too much. I can get you the same kind of coverage for fifty or sixty dollars a month. Direct quote: fifty to sixty dollars a month. He claims that he is able to do that because of his incredible power with the insurance companies. He sends them so much money, he says, that he just tells the insurance company. I'm not giving you a penny until you lower my client's rates. And guess what they do? They lower my client's rates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't work that way. Rates are rates are rates because they're based on actuarial tables and profit requirements. And they, they, they don't, you can't, you can't haggle over the rate, but okay, whatever whatever there was more though this was the best part of the whole thing up next he gave someone a fake million dollar bill he goes, i'm making someone in this audience a millionaire he says and he hands a fake million dollar bill and he said so uh and i'm gonna give you a seven and a half percent guaranteed income on that but now remember it's taxable so uh, you're going to have to withdraw $115,000 every year. Well, you don't actually have to. I couldn't figure out where he got the $115,385, but he, he showed this chart that showed you in a few years running out of money. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. And I said, wait, how did you arrive at that $115,385 amount? He goes, we don't have time for these questions. You can ask that at the free appointment. So he wouldn't answer any of my questions. Apparently, I was a bit of a troublemaker, but he wouldn't answer any of my questions. He said, well, how would you like it if you could get that 7.5% and not pay any taxes on it? Guaranteed. Oh, come on. Really? I'm sitting there incredulous going, and literally out loud, I'm saying, where in the world can you get a 7.5% tax-free rate when municipal bonds are paying about 2 tax-free? Where, oh, where does this come from? Well, you'll have to check the box. Oh, I asked, I asked if this was an annuity. No, this is not an annuity. Well, what is it? Well, you'll have to come to the free appointment. So after all that, Seven and a half percent tax free. You don't have to pay taxes on your Social Security and much, much more that was absolutely incredibly unbelievable. I started thinking over my stake. I'll tell you the story of the stake in a minute. What could this be? What could it be? And the only thing I can think of where you could twist the truth, and I mean twist the truth in such a way that you would make a pretzel jealous. So convoluted. You would make concertina wire jealous because it's not only twisted, but it's 
sharp and jagged. The only thing he could possibly be pitching is this product, and it's really, I think it's a terrible product. It's actually worse than equity indexed annuities, if such a thing can be true. A product called equity indexed universal life. It's a life insurance policy with a S&P 500 futures contract kicker that might provide you with a little bit of income in a little bit of extra growth in up markets, nothing in down markets. And then there's this stupid claim that people make about life insurance that it's tax free. Life insurance is not tax free. Stop telling people that. You can borrow against it and not pay taxes, but you, 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 you're not taking out tax-free distributions. It's a loan. Please stop lying to people. And he ended so quickly, I didn't even have a chance for my killer question at the end. Oh, by the way, how much do you make on the sales of whatever it is you're selling? I didn't get a chance for that because before I knew it, they were getting ready to serve dinner after an hour and 15 minutes of him jabbering on about stupid stuff. Uh, and this was the most incredibly aggressive part of the whole thing. He had his loyal staff with their pads of paper and their forms hitting every member of the audience before dinner was served with this question. Uh, hello. Yes, uh, we have uh, appointments available in the next two weeks. What date is best for you? And all of these people, 35 people or so, I watched. They're all signing up for the meeting because they feel uncomfortable and they feel beholden to them because, and they're hungry and they want their steak dinner. I didn't see a single person refuse. The only person I heard refuse was me. I said, I'm no, not interested. I said, because, wow, that was one of the most vague presentations I've ever seen in my life. There was no information there whatsoever. None. No knowledge given. I couldn't find a piece of knowledge. It was impossible to find it. I know this one's run a little long, but, uh, oh, and I did want to mention the steak. <laughs> I'm talking to the people at the table. Oh, oh, let me start here. Before the presentation, the young lady Ask, she said, I need, we need to ask you a couple of questions. You know, they asked me where I lived and all that. Uh, and also, uh, have you ever been a stockbroker or an insurance agent? Now, I'm thinking, of course I, I have. I said, yes, back in the mid-80s, I was a stockbroker with Dean Witter. And they said, well, for how long? And I said, I got out in about 85. And they said, uh, oh, oh, that's that's a long enough time ago. That's a long enough time ago. So after the thing was over, we're sitting around uh, eating our, our appetizers. Uh, I, I'm talking to some of the folks at the table. And I said, yeah, you know, did they ask you if you were a stockbroker? And they all said, yes. I said, they didn't ask if you if I was a financial talk show host. And they all looked at me and I said, yeah, I am. And I'm doing a podcast on this. So I gave them all the podcast information. So if any of you are listening Please do not go to that meeting. Do not go. Oh, the steak. <laughs> they forgot my salad. By the time I got to somebody, steaks were being served, so I just said, ah, skip it. They brought me a steak. Now, the folks at the table were teasing. They said, yeah, after you didn't take the appointment, they're just going to give you a little charcoal briquette. Well, they went the opposite direction. They gave me a piece of almost raw meat. It was a filet mignon. It was just a filet, not mignon, a filet. 
cold, ice cold in the center, bright red. Finally found somebody, made them send it back and recook it, recook the, and they recooked it to medium. But uh, all in all, it was it was an experience, but not one that I care to repeat anytime soon, except in the name of investigative journalism, such as it is. 855-935-TALK is the phone number, 855-935-8255. Call it anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave your question like this one. Hi, Tom and Don. This is Lawrence from California. Hey, I'm curious how much physical gold should somebody hold in their portfolio since uh, diversity is uh, obviously very important. Uh, curious in your position uh, what what do you uh, what do you say five percent ten percent how much how much physical gold should somebody um, hold aside from all the other things you guys always talk about and that's it thank you very much how much physical gold should you own hmm let's see let me let me pull this off my finger let's see Look at that that's a that's a gold ring uh, what does that weigh? Does that weigh an ounce, maybe? No, not even an ounce. Maybe a half an ounce. That's about how much physical gold you should own. Okay, maybe an ounce. You could have a necklace or something, bracelet. You know, my wife has some gold. Uh, but that's all. Jewelry. That's all the gold you should physically own. There is no reason to have gold in a portfolio at all. Gold never will and never has made money never has it has kept up with inflation kind of yeah it has but that's it so unless you believe that you are going to experience a an economic problem on the uh on the magnitude of venezuela's or the uh, weimar republic back in the 30s in germany why do you have gold? Why would you have it? It certainly isn't for an apocalypse, because in that case, the only thing that's going to matter is so maybe some food and guns. Gold doesn't make money. It's a terrible investment. The people, the only people who make money on gold, well, speculators, but that doesn't count. That's gambling. The only people who make money on gold are, the, are those who either dig it up out of the ground, that's a way to make money on it, or turn it into something else a jeweler, an electronics firm, something some, something of that type. But if you own a properly diversified, massively diversified global portfolio of stocks, you will own gold stocks. You will own jewelry stocks. You will own electronic stocks that make gold-plated connectors. You'll own those. You'll have them in your portfolio, and you'll have those that have the potential to make money off of gold otherwise zero gold in your portfolio absolutely none it has never made money and it never ever ever will on a long-term basis it spikes up and down but that is all something that can only be played as a speculator thanks for listening to talking real money the daily show we'll have more talking real money for you in the next few days if you love what you hear please tell a friend subscribe on apple podcasts or itunes and please call the 
800 number, the toll-free number, 855-935-TALK with your questions, 855-935-TALK. And visit us anytime at TalkingRealMoney.com. Set up an appointment with one of our advisors. Do Use the advisor interview form. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff. Podcasts, news stories, things I've written, a lot of great stuff there. And it's really all you ever need to manage your money properly. Take good care. I'm Don McDonald. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.